0: way the wind blows when this day is done
1: Good morning, everybody. Um, welcome to Sustainability Sessions, uh, part of Lift Your Spirits uh, radio on Friday mornings. This is Rebecca Sayer, your host. And it's a beautiful, sunny morning out there, and I hope you all are staying safe. I hope you are finding ways to connect with your loved ones, family, friends, community in ways that are... <laughs> socially distant but personally close and uh, I'm glad to be able to connect with you uh, in this way uh, just obviously want to urge people to you know follow follow the rules that are put out there let's all take care of each other by just doing what the doctors say to kick this virus um, this morning I'm really excited I uh, For our upcoming guest, it's a young man named Aji Piper, and he uh, has done some groundbreaking work in his life at the ripe old age of 19. He will be telling us his story, but one of the things that he is most famous for is that he was part of a state lawsuit and a national lawsuit where a group of eight children sued because of the impacts of climate change and government inaction on that uh, on that critical issue. And I Aji's had quite a life journey uh, during his uh, 19 years on this planet. Uh, so I'm really excited to speak with him at this interesting time. And I guess I also, as I was coming in this morning, I was thinking about, it's so interesting, I walked out my door on this... Uh, Early, very early day of spring and you know this is a time of renewal it's it's pretty amazing at this time of renewal we have globally s- hit the pause button and uh it's a it's an uncertain time it's uh you know it's a scary time I don't want to I don't want to you know minimize that at all but it's also a time for us to reflect on how we're living and what we're doing uh, I have had the opportunity to connect with some friends and neighbors, in, in you know very small groups, one or two people, um, more closely than I have in a long time. Um, you know, my business is, has slowed. I'm normally I I still am a real estate agent with Infinity Real Estate and Development in Seattle, and our business is is happening, but it's slower because everybody's just concerned about what's happening in the world and the economy. Um, But it has allowed me to have some deeper connections with people, and and I'm really appreciative of that. Uh, Nature also seems to be healing a bit. We've got pollution levels dropping around the world. Uh, There are dolphins swimming in the canals of Venice for the first time, I think, since World War II, which was another scary time that we we hit the pause button. But I'm really curious about what we're going to learn during this time and what we can learn during this time if if we're open to it. So um, with that, hey Benny, how are you? Hi there.
2: Good morning. Doing very well.
1: It's good to see you from uh, over six feet away here yes. in the studio.
2: Yes, we're going by the the, the rules, the guidelines. <laughs> Don't forget to uh, wash your hands. Don't touch your face.
1: Yep, yep. I <laughs> I've been saying it, saying it I all used, week long I used too. the Purell right when I walked in the building, yep, yep. and I washed my hands before I left home. So I think that we're good.
2: <laughs> we are doing very well.
1: Yeah, but it's good. Still good to see another person. We were just saying that it's it is nice in those moments when you do get to connect with somebody who may not be your immediate family or your neighbor mm-hmm. because we don't get to see as many people these right. days. This
2: is, too, though, we did chat before. It's like it's a great opportunity to refresh those things as far mm-hmm. as, like, oh, hey, I'm going to uh, – that long-awaited lunch date you're supposed to do with some uh, – still ha- make it happen on, on the phone. Just do it over the phone. Like, yeah. Don't make it an excuse to not go do that ever. Like, Or, again, just bring it back. It's possible.
1: And we actually – have time? Time has stalled a bit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I commit. I admit I don't have kids. Maybe it's stalled a little bit more for me than for you because I know you've got a couple of little ones. Got twins?
2: Yep. So we're so busy you're... finding things to do on a daily. <laughs> yes. But that I mean, it's good to get the creative mind and get people out. Of course, I know there's the boundaries and so forth like that. But there's so much out there you can do, um, mm-hmm. which is nice because you see more and more people out there. I mean, literally the parks are full now. 'Cause everyone's out and about and you know, doing something other than just sitting at home. So mm-hmm. and there's plenty of time. So mm-hmm.
1: it's it's an interesting time. Yep. Should we check in and see if we can get Ajie on the phone with sure, us?
2: Sure. Let's do that. Uh you want to run to a first break then and do that?
1: Uh sure. Let's okay. let's do that. So mm-hmm. we'll be coming back in a few minutes. Uh this is sustainability sessions with Rebecca Sayre. I'm your host. And uh, we will be talking with Augie Piper when we come back from the break. Thank you so much. When
4: Feeling the need to get away and reconnect with Mother Nature? Located on Whidbey Island, Earth Sanctuary is a peaceful and magical sculpture garden, nature reserve and retreat center with two miles of nature trails, three bird-filled ponds, and a variety of powerful sacred spaces, including a labyrinth, stone circles, and medicine wheels. Come and enjoy the wonders of nature and experience personal renewal, spiritual growth, and healing today. Visit EarthSanctuary.org or The Earth Sanctuary on Facebook for more information.
3: Be sure to support the sponsors of your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150.
0: Oh, follow the sun Which way the wind blows When this day's done Set your intention, dream with care.
1: Tomorrow's new day. For every- Hi, everyone. Welcome back. This is your host, Rebecca Sayre, the Sustainability Sessions. And I have on the phone with me uh, from his home, safely in his home in Seattle, is Aji Piper. Hey, Aji. Hello, hello. Thanks so much Thanks for joining for us this morning. Me. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. Aji, can you tell us just real briefly, um, I mentioned uh, before we went to break that one of your many claims to fame is that you were involved in these two groundbreaking lawsuits uh, of children uh, banding together to tell our governments to protect future generations and, and fight climate change. But tell tell us who you are.
5: Yeah so uh, my name is Aji Piper. I'm 19 years old. Uh, I mean I live in Seattle uh, and the lawsuits I started them well I can't remember when I started the first lawsuit. It was actually a local Washington lawsuit and the, uh, the second lawsuit. Which is the the bigger lawsuit that I think has gotten a lot more publicity, that mm-hmm. um, a lot more people probably know about, is the federal lawsuit, um, also known as the uh, Juliana versus the United States government. Mm-hmm. Twenty one youth, myself included. So, yeah, I, so I've been have uh, been kind of active as a as a climate activist for for a, you know quite a few, like seven years,
1: okay. since that was about eleven. Yeah, eight, and can you eight eight tell years. us a little bit about how that started for you?
5: Yeah, it, it really started um, with uh, a local branch of a, of a youth-led organization called Plant for the Planet. Um, and when I was younger, it was a lot easier to, to jump into an action that felt like I was able to make a difference in the world, even if I wasn't necessarily addressing the core problems. And um, planting trees is... it's not, I'm not going to say it's not important because we need trees to be planted. We need, you know, they're, they're the most efficient method of Sequestering carbon dioxide from the atmosphere.
1: Yeah, I like to say they're the um, best technology we have in many ways.
5: They really, really are. <laughs> um, and and so it was, but it was like all focused on planting trees. I was mm-hmm. like, if I just plant enough trees, I'll save the world. Yeah. Which is a, uh, it's funny to look back on that now.
1: Hey, you, you told me the other day that it, you thought it was sort of an innocent child's perspective.
5: For real. Um, definitely, I think it's uh, it's one of those things where, like, the only way you can think that you're going to save the world by just planting trees is definitely if you come into uh, the environmental movement with a really, really fresh perspective, like really fresh perspective. Um, because I think the the more the more you're inundated in, uh, you know, struggling against bureaucracy, and, you know, even with the the speed with the speed that Cities move at that the, the industrial world moves at, and then the juxtaposed against you know this speed that the the legal world moves at, whether it's mm-hmm. our, our lawmaking, our, you know our congress members or the judiciary system, um, it's really daunting uh, and yeah, it, it, it just like that. There's there's a big differential there, and you know the differential is that the law moves really really slow. It's hard to change law, and it's very easy, or relatively so, to create advancements in technology and to use and consume. Right. So it's just like if you come into it with a really fresh perspective, you can believe that you'll save the entire world by planting trees. But so- in a little bit longer, and you're like, oh no, that's not really that realistic.
1: So that's a that's kind of a story of your journey. You were you were planting trees, and and if I recall correctly, the three. Uh, pl- this is what I know about Plant for the Planet. Correct me. They started by a young uh, young boy in Germany. Is that correct?
5: Yeah. yeah.
1: And the Felix is his name, I believe. And mm-hmm. the the three platforms of Plant for the Planet are. Uh, Plant planting trees, keeping fossil fuels in the ground, and working for social justice. Is that right?
5: Yeah. So upon upon launch, and and with at the point when I joined, and up until just about where I was, I started doing work outside of Plant for the Planet in the local chapter, and I still was involved with them, but I wasn't like I wasn't really doing work through Plant for the Planet as opposed to when I started. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was the three point plan, and it was it was. There's a three point plan that that sounds really simple on the surface, but when you get into it you can take any of those points um and and make them a, a real thing to do. Oh yeah. From anybody's perspective. It's not just like plant for the planet's plan. And the So for
1: example you is... plan
5: was planting trees. Um, which we already went over. It's yeah. pretty simple. You know, we need we need about a trillion trees. Um about a zillion, with a z, a trillion. Oh, Okay. <laughs> yeah, a zillion would be too much. <laughs> um, we need about a trillion trees okay. on the planet, a thousand billion um, that that we add without deforesting. You know, that's that's not taking into account the mm-hmm. increasingly exponential rate at which we chop trees.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, and then we need to leave fossil fuels in the ground. And part of leaving fossil fuels in the ground is reducing the carbon dioxide emissions that we produce um today you know like that's that's a you know the more fossil fuels you lose leave in the ground the less fossil fuels you have to use so you use less and it's right um, from, from when i started it was about a eight percent reduction mm-hmm. in greenhouse gas emissions across the board globally um and then combat poverty with climate justice was the last one and it's That one's mostly addressing the income and technology disparities between countries who are getting into their real industrial revolutions where they're, I mean, it's not exactly like the industrial revolution, but where they're starting to have economic booms because Mm -hmm. of oil or coal or something like that. Right. And um, if these rich countries like America and Europe or, you know, different countries in Europe, um, whether it's like Britain, France, Mm -hmm. whatever. Are all you know well-established countries that have the ability to say, "All right, we're going to go completely green. We're going to have no fossil fuel emissions." If we then impose a ban on fossil fuels in the world, on these countries, and, and limit their development and limit their growth, you know, you can you can justifiably say that that's unfair. So figuring out how to bring them along with us right. into right into an age of, of renewable energy that's there's the three-point plan that's and I,
1: awesome. mean I've,
5: I've i've taken that into the rest of the work too i mean if you look at the i'm, I'm bringing it back to the case in the lawsuit yeah. the federal lawsuit the remedy that we're asking for is a plan to for the a government to create a plan to reduce greenhouse gas emissions to leave fossil fuels in the ground and then essentially to plant trees or sequester carbon. right so it's those same three points, which are just kind of essential to what we really need the planet.
1: And so you and you started this at, at the age of fifteen.
5: Uh, the yeah, the lawsuit. Okay. The federal lawsuit. started at fifteen years, fifteen years old. In 15.
1: 2015. Yeah. So basically, setting a policy framework that's going to you know get the world to, or I guess starting with the U.S. federal government then the executive branch. Correct. Is Ashley who you sued? Yes.
5: Yes. It's the executive branch, and it's so. I think another clarifying thing to say is the reason we're suing isn't because climate change exists as a problem, because because the U.S. federal government doesn't have the power to alter, you know, the the laws in right. every country of the world right. and tell everybody what to do. But the U.S. federal government can take responsibility for its actions mm-hmm. and its actions in causing climate change, you know, leasing out federal public land for oil drilling and
1: If I recall correctly, you also t- you told me the other day that one of the other premises that you chose to pursue the entire uh, federal executive branch is because they have historically known uh, for several generations that this was kind of coming down the pike. Is that is yeah? That correct? White
5: House report uh, um, easily traced back at least five decades ago, fifty years ago, where they, you know, the White House was saying. Climate change is a, a dangerous threat to humanity, to the survival of the country. It's a national, national threat. Like all the things that you know are are continued have been continued to be said all the way up till today, where people are like, "Oh, climate change may be causing big problems." We were saying it 50 years ago too, so it's it's not like climate change is a new thing for our, our government. And mm-hmm. It just popped up and was like, "Oh no, climate change is." Like, Climate change has been around for a while, and our governments have known about it. And despite that, continue to buy into a system that contributes and causes it.
1: Yeah. Well, I I want to say that I am I both you know as a as an older person I'm feel I feel badly because I you know prior generations I I certainly have tried to work in environmental advocacy and and advocate for environmental issues for most of my life, but we have not succeeded. So now this is on you and yours. And it's a heavy burden to bear, but, or not, but it just is a heavy burden to bear. And I really am um, thankful that you you have spearheaded this and and taken this effort because I I do think that we are, hopefully hopefully at a you know a, a turning point in in some ways in our society. Um, but can you all, actually and hang on, Benny? How many how many more minutes are we left before we go to break? Uh, about five more minutes. Okay, cool. Bottom,
2: yeah. Go ahead. And continue. All right. On. Yeah, you're doing
1: great. Um, well, then I wanted to ask you. So you, you also, when we spoke the other day, were telling me a bit about your personal journey because this is this is all really exciting and important public policy stuff. Uh, but as a young man and with your team of fellow activists, you know, you were young children growing up doing this important work, and and it's it's a little it's a little tiring, isn't it?
5: Yeah, it it definitely was. Um, it, it's definitely been a tiring process and a tiring journey. I like I like I said, like I started at twelve, and it was kind of this idea um, that planting trees would save the world. And and as I got farther into it, as I realized the kind of the folly of that ideology, um, and and the difficulty of Creating policy change, uh, it really started wearing me down,
0: mm-hmm. and
5: um, it's really hard to feel like, you know, you you're, you're telling people like, oh, this 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 is my well-being that's concerned here, you know, this is concerning my well-being, and yet people continue to ignore you, and 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 sure. not necessarily like, not necessarily like blatantly blatantly ignoring somebody me as a as a youth a child when i mm-hmm. you know when i was doing a lot more speaking and it's more like supportive right they're like yeah th- you know preach tell them but then nothing happens you know right. where where i'll be like we have to take drastic action and adults will be like yeah drastic action needs to be taken by <laughs> somebody else
1: somewhere else yeah, yeah
5: it, it it just that kind of well drastic action needs to be taken but i i don't necessarily need to be the first one to start taking the drastic action, right?
1: Yeah.
5: It was just really tiring, and and as time went on, I was just losing a lot of interest in continuing to throw myself against the wall. That um, just felt like you know kind of social action and and trying to get people to move. And as I started getting older, I you know I started to get to a point where I need to be uh, responsible for you know, rent food mm-hmm. and bills. Mm-hmm. I can't just flop around for the rest of my life. <laughs> you know, I want to do something with my life. Right. And uh, being an activist isn't necessarily like a career aspiration that I've, that I've ever had. I've, I've never been like, oh yeah, I want to be an activist for a living. Right. So.
1: But you felt compelled by the urgency of the situation. Um, but then what, so what were you, what were your next steps? What are you doing now?
5: So now I'm actually a solar technician with a local Seattle company.
1: Cool. Let's um, give a, we'll give a little shout out to our friends there at Sunpath Electric.
5: Sunpath Electric. Yep, those are my bosses. <laughs> nice. Um, but it was, it was a combination of like a trade was really appealing for me. Mm-hmm. It, it was something I could do, um, physically, uh, tangibly. You know that I could I could see and I could, I could. You know, that, that, just that I could do, that mm-hmm, I could have mm-hmm. a skill that I could use
1: right
5: um, for the rest of my life. It's not then, theoretical; time, it's real. Yeah, and and it, I didn't. I'm not really one to be like. Um, a, I I just can't really do paper jobs. I I'm bad at turning in paperwork. <laughs> um, I'm am a lot better at just at doing physical physical labor work and, and mm-hmm. technical trade skills. Mm-hmm. Um, and so,
1: Very being
5: an electrician was just like a great avenue, uh, as well as the fact that I could be a solar technician and help people um, take steps towards, towards being and self-sufficient in terms of energy production, and then also green and getting away from fossil fuels.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, and it, you know, the more the more that we have solar around us in our in our lives and in our communities, I think the and the more we push for it. The, the more accessible it will eventually become, to the point where we can, you know, we can try and get everybody to have solar on the roof or something like that.
1: No, I think I think that makes so much sense. And and how are you feeling now? Or do you feel a little more balanced, a little more renewed in your life?
5: Oh, most definitely. It's if I've, it's like a combination of like I've I've got a direction that I know I'm going, and I don't feel like I'm because that was one that's that's one thing was like a or for me in terms of environmental activism, climate change has always felt like something with a deadline, right? Mm -hmm. It's not like I get to be an environmental activist for the rest of my life and, you know, maybe I'll make a living um, in some kind of environmental sciences. We're going to reach a point if we don't take action where any action that we take no longer has a profound effect on the situation. Um, It's kind of, I heard a a quote from one of the experts in, in the federal case that was it stuck with me, and it's it's not uh, whether or not we can stop uh, sea level rising or prevent uh, the the melt of ice caps and the severe increased severity of storms. It's how high we let the sea rise, uh, how far we let the ice caps melt, and how big the storms get. So it's a uh, it's one of those things where where we're really approaching. Kind of a, a critical point and it, um, it's really interesting that that kind of a, a global crisis that we're facing right now has forced us into a situation where a, a side effect of that is we started we started you know being forced to do the things not necessarily that we should be doing to 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 avert you know climate change is the crisis but but that, that we can see the impact, right. the direct impact that I our mean, actions have on the world. And people are taking
1: international action, which I actually find it, it's it's comforting, it's inspiring. I don't know, but it's like, look, we can create change. We can work together. And, and there are many flaws and bumps and hurdles in the road with what's going on with the coronavirus response. Not that I'm a doctor, not that I'm an expert, but people are... are, are responding and connecting and doing things differently. And that I know that gives me some hope.
5: Oh, and, and most there- definitely. And, I mean, even just situations like, uh, the, you know, places where you can see a direct impact between, all right, so in the everyday, you know, the factories running, whatever industry going on, going on, going on. And now that it's kind of getting quiet and shutting down, people are getting to slow down.
1: And then you know smell fresh air, right. Can... Smell fresh air here I, I was just saying when I came in, it's like I could really hear the birds this morning, like really can. and uh, and again, i'm so I'm so intrigued by the fact that there are dolphins swimming in Venetian canals again for the first time in you know years and years and years. I don't know if you've heard that yeah. story. Um, I'm looking at Benny I'm... here, and I think we need to go to break. But let's let's keep that thought in mind uh, about, you know, what lessons we can learn. Again, I'm your host, Rebecca Sayre. My day job is with Infinity Real Estate and Development. Um, happy to be with you here this morning with Aji Piper, who is a solar installer and is one of the children involved in the federal and state lawsuits uh, against the government to for their uh, lack of action on climate change. So we'll be back in a moment.
0: Cherish this breath. Tomorrow's a new day.
2: So are you interested in green building, energy efficiency, and sustainable practices? The Northwest Eco Building Guild is a 501c3 community of builders, designers, suppliers, and homeowners concerned with ecological building in the Pacific Northwest. The Guild empowers people through educational activities, classes, and events through the year. To learn more on how to go solar, conserve water, lower your energy bills, and create a healthy home environment, visit ecobuilding.org forward slash events today.
4: Are you feeling blocked? Are you frustrated or confused? If so, take some time to stop and step off the treadmill so you can receive the guidance and the support you need to take your life in a new direction. A client of mine called me a personal trainer for the body, the mind, and the spirit, and she added, Dina Marie does not heal you. She gives you the tools you need to heal yourself. If you're ready for a change, I'm here for you. In person, our phone sessions are available by appointment. Visit dina-marie.com to connect with me today.
2: Did you know how your immune system protects you from illness? Wish you knew more about what lifestyle choices you could make to keep your immune system strong? What healing approaches might work best for you? We'll tune in on the first Friday of each month when the host of Lift Your Spirits Radio will be Bernadette Pager of Informed Choice, Washington. Bernadette will be joined by medical and science experts to discuss healthy immunity and how you and your family can achieve it. You can reach Bernadette Pager at informchoicewa.org.
3: Like us on Facebook, facebook facebook.com slash 1150 KKNW.
0: Set your intention,
1: dream with care. Hello, this is Rebecca Sayre. I'm here with the Sustainability Sessions this morning. Uh, my day job here is uh, with Infinity Real Estate and Development. We are a real estate company that focuses on, we, we, we do everything, but we really have a specialty in, in green and sustainable development. Um want to say that I was brought to this great opportunity of having this radio sh- show through my uh, friends and you know fellow champions of green uh, at the Northwest Eco Building Guild, Terry, Th- Terry Phelan and Laura Elfline. So if you guys know Terry and Laura, let's give them a little cheer. Um, and they uh, basically gifted me this, this radio program and this platform. Um, I'm so thankful to have as our guest this morning, Aji Piper. Uh, who is a young man who, among many things that he's accomplished in his young life so far, is, is part of a federal and a state lawsuit uh, fighting, uh, fighting the government uh, for their lack of action on climate change. And he's now a solar installer with Sunpath Electric, uh, in, in part because he was seeking that middle ground uh, about how, how, to, how to live his life, how to make a living, how to just, you know, be a regular person and pay rent and food and and still fight for the things that, right, Aji, that you knew just needed to be done because we're at a very short timeline uh, for our capacity to combat climate change.
5: That's exactly right.
1: Yeah. So how do you you still just be a person and how do you uh, still fight for these values that you care about? And I happen to... Feel that uh, I found a place for myself with the Northwest Eco Building Guild, and in having a business of my own that is is advocating and, and building connections and working for green and sustainable living. Because uh, I I also as a as a young person for most of my life have done advocacy and have tremendous respect for uh, my dear friends who've worked uh, just finished up the Washington State Legislative Session fighting for climate change reforms. And uh, those who work on the federal level, it's important, meaningful work. But um, I know for myself, I had a similar quest, Aji, that I was like, well, I want to, I love doing this stuff and it's great. And I actually was able to make a career out of it, but it's hard, at least for me, it was hard to make a life because you're (laughs) always, always working on the work. And um, I also think it's really important that we need to create an economic structure that you know, with businesses that are receptive to this, we need to. You know, that's part of the deal. Like, you can pass policy all day long, but you've got to have businesses that are capable and and willing to to do this work. So, it's I find it very exciting to be connected with people like Sunpath Electric and the Eco Building Guild and my company Infinity, because we're 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 trying to change the way business is done. Which is, I'm curious, was that part? That's kind of part of the lawsuit. Right? Because it's like business as usual doesn't work. So we need to fundamentally make a shift.
5: Yeah. And uh, it was, it's definitely one of those things where uh, winning in the Supreme Court or the court at all doesn't necessarily guarantee us a, a smooth, even past the change. A big portion of that is also winning um, in what you call the public court of opinion. hmm. Just and- uh, getting people to understand the where we're coming from and what we're really asking for.
1: And and what, um, like, one thing I have observed is and experienced myself, and, and you know, I, gosh, I, I face it every day in big ways and little ways, but change is fundamentally kind of scary. You know, when people say, oh, well, you're going to have to change things, people tend to resist. And And I am finding, you know, in this crazy time of our... Self quarantining—that we're all being forced to change. There are people who are struggling, for sure, and we need to. I think it's so important that we safely and from a distance and all that stuff connect with our neighbors, connect with local businesses as we can. You know, go, go, order that takeout. Go check on your isolated neighbors. Uh, have, as Benny was saying earlier before the show started, go check in with that. You know your friends and family members that you've been meaning to talk to for six months and and take this opportunity. Um, but I'm curious. Well, yeah, most, most definitely. Go ahead. But I'm curious. What but you, I was like, going to. Oh, go ahead. You I think you knew but what I we were going to say... talk about, so go for it. <laughs>
5: um, I was going to say that we're in such an age of, uh, of speedy information, you know, technology, uh, you can call mm-hmm. anybody in your contact list much to get a hold of them at any time, especially at this point when most people have uh, a bunch of extra free time on their hands they didn't expect. But uh, I, would, I would say, look, it, yeah, it can't be stressed enough to just uh, find what your local community needs in terms of what you can give as support and give that. It's uh, situations when, when we're forced to all kind of be each other's support and 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 to, to be there for our community that we notice communities uh, becoming more cohesive. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so Also, uh, you know, self-quarantining isn't necessarily locking yourself away in your room and not seeing, or your house and not seeing the light of day for two weeks or a month or however long.
1: Yeah, it's spring. Fresh air is it's good. Also,
5: uh, you know, you can still get outside and not, uh, Enjoy some sunlight, listen to the birds, <laughs> uh, and I think that's important. You know, I think it's, it's really important to reconnect with a lot of the, the quiet and the nature that's around us already. Um, I know that in some places that might be difficult. Like I know like living in Manhattan, there's not as much uh, not as much nature, but definitely here in Seattle, we're we're really blessed to have a lot of green spaces and a lot of green in the city that allows mm-hmm. us to kind of just even like stepping just outside your house. Uh, generally, you should just be able to like take a deep breath and just kind of like experience the quiet. Yeah.
1: One and, of my big projects kind of that out. I have for this spring, and it's been on my radar for a while, is that I'm putting in a vegetable garden. So I'm like, well, now I've got more time to get that going. So that's that's a blessing. I'm, I'm curious your thoughts about, and I've already alluded to this, but we are internationally very quickly um, all all told responding to a crisis and pulling together um, how do you see this having implications for how we can respond to climate change
5: um so uh, I mean it's one of those things where you see everybody responding super quickly super urgently to a health crisis Um, it is a, uh, that you know, it's a virus that's going around, and uh, and it, it's kind of struck a lot of a lot of fear in the people. Um, it's also kind of kind of alarmed people, um, but at the same time, uh, when you look at how the reactions to it, you know, how people are responsibly self-quarantining, how people are, you know, giving gift cards to their local businesses, checking on their neighbors. Uh, there's plenty of viral videos going around at this point of like um, I think I saw one on Twitter of these kids playing a cello concert for their uh, for their elderly neighbor um, and her grandkids that were oh, uh, that were going to visit her but couldn't because of the situation. Uh, I think it's also something where if we really, as a as a society globally, do some self-reflection, we'll notice that. Um, Climate change is uh, the crisis is uh, no less daunting and no less impactful than the, the crisis we're currently facing. Yeah. Um, with the with the coronavirus and
1: or more and it so, is, it's just not as immediate.
5: Well, it's not as immediate, and it's not something. It's something that gives us a chance to react. In all honesty, uh, it's something that has to do with the general state of our planet's climate. And so we have, um, as, as much as, as I might feel and other people might feel like we're reaching this deadline where, where everything is it's too late to do anything, we're not quite there yet. And yep. um, we still have a choice and a chance to decide right now. And I think that the the coronavirus outbreak and the crisis that the world is facing and the way we're responding to it, the way we're, we're forced to respond to it, um, the slow and the pace of... Of the world has really given us a chance to understand that really we're taking a lot from the the ecosystem. We're taking a lot from the environment, and if we just give it a chance, if we give it a chance to we step back, if we figure out how to shift our systems so we're not taking as much, we'll start to see a really kind of clean, a beautiful thing that we've taken for that we've, we've taken for granted mm-hmm. and we'll start to see things that uh, previously you know we we haven't seen before come back you know uh, uh, I think it's it's something as simple as uh, noticing the birdsong more mm-hmm. in the city like normally there's too many cars too much sound from traffic and the hustle and bustle of everyday life you probably don't even see the background noise or your daily life is so busy you're trying to get from place to place so fast like okay, you know, you've got, a, you've got a schedule packed or whatever, or you're so focused on your own stresses and internal problems, which, you know, I mean, there's stresses and internal problems that are valid, but it still it doesn't really give you a chance to, to stop and smell the roses, if you will. You yeah. You know, just yeah. to, to have a moment to really enjoy life. And so I'm hoping that um, in, in a time when everybody's kind of forced to stop Doing the the kind of like walk around with our heads down and stuck in our stresses, we'll be able to to experience the world around us a little more. Um, and, I agree. You know, the nature around us, and then when we back, I've come been calling
1: back, this a global reset.
5: Yeah, yeah. That when we come back to our everyday life, you know, maybe maybe people will have a chance to understand that um that the the state of the world and the preservation of kind of our our Natural ecosystems, beyond just them being essential for life, um, are really, really valuable,
0: mm-hmm. and that
5: they offer us a lot uh, in, in other times and any time of crisis, or even no crisis in times of just kind of peace. Yeah, uh, and, yeah, and that it's worth that it's worth changing for.
1: Yeah, well, that's uh, that's my hope too, and I've I've seen. I've seen a few a few things, in my, you know, from for my very limited scope, because I can't go anywhere, um, that people are starting to, like <laughs> I said, kind of reflect a bit more, think a l- little bit more deeply, and I've started to see various news sources from various levels of media just positing this the same question. It's like, okay, if we can do this, then now what else can we do? And mm-hmm. it's it's, and I I mean, I actually believe that you know nature's nature's pretty wise just like we said earlier that trees are the in many ways the best technology not that planting trees solves the problem but you know they're self they self-regenerate they provide shade they do all kinds of things you know nature has a lot of wisdom and maybe i don't know maybe and forgive me out there radio land if this is a crazy thing to say but Na- i think nature was like people stop you know we we got this virus and it's causing us to stop and i think there's there's probably there's some i don't know some larger plan in there somewhere whether it be yeah nature or god or universe or whatever but it's like we're getting an opportunity to stop
5: yeah uh, whatever it is no. i think uh, another thing is if people feel um, that this is a, a better explanation. Is there's a the balance in everything? Um, uh, for example, when you introduce a high carbon atmosphere to a savanna, mm-hmm. um, you get uh, you know higher resources for plants to to grow, um, more carbon sequester, more building blocks for which to build themselves, and right. you start to get a lot more wooded plants that actually transform from a savanna. Um, which the definition of a savanna is a grassland with uh, trees uh, sparsely interspersed across it. Mm-hmm. Um, it changes from a savanna to a brushland, actually, to like a low shrub uh, p- plane of, of wooded, of small wooded plants mm-hmm. instead of grasses with trees and streams. Um, and that, that, that shift in that ecosystem is, is in a direct response to the atmospheric um, kind of content. And, and that we've seen that happen in several of our savannas across the world. Uh, and so, you know, there's plenty of things where we may be like, oh, it's a, a freak outbreak of a, of a crazy disease. But it, it also can just be that the effect the that we're having on the planet is stimulating changes that we're not necessarily, you know, that, they're not always going to be as straightforward as we think they are, and uh, and that it's important to recognize that. You know, I'm not I'm not going to say like climate change caused the coronavirus, but I'm sure it didn't help. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: well, yeah, it's so. it's it's an interesting time. Benny here is actually telling me that we should take a break, and when we come back, because we're we're just about this hour has gone by quite quickly. It's been so cool to talk with you, Aji. Um, I uh, I want to kind of be able to wrap up. Again, folks out there, if you're just tuning in, uh, we're speaking this morning with Aji Piper, who is uh, a young man who is part of Our Children's Trust, which is a group of children suing the federal government for their inaction on climate change. And also they sued Washington State's government, and he's now working as a solar installer locally. So it's been really fascinating to speak with him. I am your host, Rebecca Sayre. This is the Sustainability Sessions and uh, we will be back in just a moment. Brand Thanks. new moon, brand new
3: sun. Need information about your child's vaccinations? Informed Choice Washington is a nonprofit organization of parents, family members, medical professionals, educators, and Washingtonians from all walks of life. They believe in personal freedoms and individual choices, including healthcare choices. Their mission is to advocate for vaccine policy reform based on scientific integrity and individual health needs, to promote education about healthy immunity, and to protect informed consent and medical freedom in Washington state. To stay informed, visit informedchoicewa.org. Informed Choice Washington envisions the future where every doctor is fully trained in identifying vaccine risk factors and recognizing vaccine injury. Every child is afforded a personalized approach to disease prevention. And every parent has the freedom to make the best healthcare decisions for themselves and their families. They know every child matters. Go to informedchoicewa.org today.
2: Are you looking for a realtor? Rebecca Sayer from Infinity Real Estate and Development in Seattle is a real estate broker with a passion for helping people with an enjoyable and successful home buying experience. Infinity is focused on empowering positive futures for each of our clients as well as the community. With a deep local knowledge in green and sustainable properties and housing models, Rebecca is committed to connecting people with the right property. She can help you access a home that will increase your quality of life, reduce electromagnetic and toxic product exposure, plus your carbon footprint. Rebecca serves on the Northwest Eco Building Guild's Education Committee where she is helping develop a series of courses for people who have an interest in living more sustainably, be it in a home or an apartment, through classes that share the tricks, tools, and resources available. To connect with an agent that serves you and your community, reach out to Rebecca at Rebecca at today.
4: Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 a.m. KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries. You can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening.
3: Giving local voices a chance to shine. Alternative Talk, 1150.
1: Welcome back, everyone. This is uh, your host Rebecca Sayer. Uh, this is the sustainability. S- <laughs> Benny told me I was going to mess I, it up. Now that was my fault. Sustainability my fault. <laughs> sessions. That <a> girl. Um, <laughs> and we are here this morning with our host Aji, P- or excuse me, with jeez, Benny. <laughs> with our guest Aji Piper. It's totally my fault. Uh. Aji is a young man who has had quite a journey in his 19 years of life so far, starting out at the age of 11 as a youth climate activist with Plant for the Planet uh, and became one of their you know, key speakers, speaking out a, a, about coal trains and about working to plant trees and uh, fight for social justice. He and a group of other young people realized that there was more that needed to be done on a bigger structural level. So they went ahead and they sued Washington state for their inaction on climate change. And then they took it further and they sued the, and are suing and are in the midst of a suit, uh, against the U- United States government executive branch for their decades long inaction on climate change, even though they had plenty of el- evidence and knowledge that this was happening. Uh, and... And then at the age of 19, at this point in his life, he's looking uh, as a young man uh, for ways to both live his passions, but also live his life. And uh, I think that's a really great parable for so many of us uh, by being a solar installer uh, with Sunpath Electric. Can you tell us, Aji, what's, what's happening next? Like, where, what's going on with the lawsuit? Where is it at? What's yeah, happening with
5: solar? I, well, so I think I'd, I'd like to clarify uh, quickly just something. Um, oh, please. It's, it's, like, inaction is such a convenient word because it, oftentimes that's what we think of when we think of climate change, and the reason nothing's done is because of inaction. But uh, the truth is that a, a problem can't get worse without action. Yeah,
1: that's a good um, point.
5: Especially a problem like climate change that requires in its entirety uh
1: that, that... Uh, yeah,
5: it, it requires in its entirety to be uh, pro- produced by humans. Um, so it's it's not inaction; it's the action of the government, and it's the it's the all the permits, all the kind of the built in the way that the federal government has has constantly entrenched and embedded mm-hmm. fossil fuels in our. Uh, infrastructure um it's just that's that's all action right um, where i've actually is, just just really like, quickly, i
1: just finished reading uh rachel maddow's book blowout have you read that i have not it's it's intense but it basically de- lays out how the fossil fuel industry has is just part and parcel of international governments and how it is supported and propped up and given priority and it's kind of, you know, it's the stuff that you refer to, but it lays out historically what's actually happened. And it's, I, I find it mind-blowing. Uh, but what, so, yeah. so but thank you so much for that clarification, because you're right. Inaction is different than what we've, you know, than, than that support um, and that propagating. But what, uh, what what is happening next for you and for the lawsuit and... What, what's upcoming? We normally actually talk about upcoming events at this time of the show, but since we don't have any idea when any events are going to actually be happening again, let's talk in a, a broader context of what's next.
5: Yeah. So with the federal lawsuit, it's really complicated. Um, I mean, there's just been a lot of procedure, a lot of kind of... A
1: just an overview. We've terms. got about three minutes left.
5: Yeah. Um, and so right now we are fighting... Uh, pretty hard to try and get it to go forward. We, we faced a pretty crushing decision from um, the Ninth Circuit uh, several months ago. Well, yeah, I believe oh. uh, last year it was before before the right. turn of the year. Um, and the the Ninth Circuit actually agreed with everything in our case. Agreed that the uh, federal government has a responsibility to protect the natural rights that uh, of of life liberty and property, and that the air, the land, and the water are intrinsically connected into those, and so that the causing of climate change is violating the rights, those those, uh, those you know, those three fundamental rights, and uh, agreed that with all the science in our case, uh, agreed that drastic action needed to be taken, but the one place they disagreed was that the judiciary branch could offer us a remedy, and they uh. said that we needed to seek remedy through um, other uh, legal avenues, like a, a, electing
1: okay. so a, it's a president
5: is- we want or Congress. And so it was a—it was, it was pretty upsetting, uh, the decision. Um, but we're continuing to fight to try and get it pushed to a higher court to get that decision reviewed, because the truth is that the judiciary branch has the power to tell the executive branch to create a plan. Um, in accordance with current science. Mm -hmm. And and that plan, has, we have the time and that our federal government has the power to protect our rights and to take action to protect our rights. Because in the case, we're not asking the federal government to solve climate change or reverse the disastrous effects of carbon dioxide pollution in the atmosphere. What we're asking for them to do is take responsibility for their actions in violating the rights of youth.
1: All right. And, Aji, I just have to cut you off right there because we're just getting to the end of the show. And that was really powerful. Uh, I want to encourage everybody out there to go check out. Um, Aji has done a TED Talk. Uh, did it about, about a year ago, year and a half ago, that I think is it's really great for those of you who want to learn more about what uh, uh, our children's trust is up to and kind of this journey that we just discussed today. I'm your host, Rebecca Sayre. This is the Sustainability Sessions. I want to thank you so much, Aji, for taking your morning to talk with us. And I'm excited to learn more about your journey in becoming a solar installer and how you think that by putting solar in place and tangibly in our communities that it's also going to help shape policy and help the way people uh, see these things and see these new technologies. Um, But thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Absolutely. Everybody out there, stay safe, stay healthy. This is again Rebecca Sarah, the sustainability sessions. Thanks, Benny.